And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I've got all kinds of legal answers. I'd love to hear from you. Lines are open. This is live local radio, News Talk 910, 3 to 4. Pick up the phone and give me a call. The number to call is 866-536-1000. You got legal problems? I've got legal answers. Give us a call, 866-536-1000. I'm ready for you now. And let's say hello to Rhonda. Rhonda in Panole. Len Tillum, Rhonda, why are you calling a lawyer? Hello, Rhonda. What happened to Rhonda? Let's see. David, I'm not David, I'm not hearing Rhonda. Let me see what's going on with Mike. Hello, Mike? Yes. Mike, Len Tillum. Hold on a second. David, check on Rhonda. M- Mike, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer, Mike? The reason I'm calling lawyers, my son was 17 just recently, and he was stopped for a traffic infraction at the Moraga 7-Eleven. But then what happened is the whole situation just eroded. And when they stopped him, they found out that he had used a fake ID. They wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, 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 one second. Wait a second. He got stopped at a 7-Eleven. For a traffic correct for for a traffic in violation, and he's seventeen years old, right? And he's seventeen at that time. How did now the beer? How did if your cop stops you for like not stopping for a stop sign or a red light? How does all of a sudden alcohol have something to do with it? I don't understand. I don't either. It didn't make sense to me, but they may have smelled some on his breath because he had drank a couple of beers, according to him. And so they also gave him a breathalyzer, and it registered point, I think it was 055, but under zero tolerance for someone that's under 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He probably had a point oh five, and point oh eight. an adult is considered drunk. But point oh five is two or three beers for a 17-year-old kid. So he loses his license for a year because they caught him drinking under 21. And did you say something about a fake ID? That's what I did say. Then Tell me about they, that. Well, evidently they questioned him and he admitted everything. He didn't listen to what his father had told him. Never admit anything to police officers when they pull you over. You know, at 17, he's scared. So he told the cops, what, he bought the booze at 7-Eleven with a fake ID? Correct. So they pulled that from him as well, and then they never even charged him with the traffic infraction because they they said they were going to charge him with having a fake ID, buying beer illegally, and with the uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far... That's three misdemeanors. Buying beer with a fake ID is one. You know, driving with alcohol on your breath as a teenager is an infraction. And fake ID beer and and, uh, maybe two. Two or three misdemeanors. Anyway, are you calling me because you're worried about what's going to happen? Well, they pulled his license. He verified it at the DMV. But what my concern is is... If it were possible, should I be talking to the public defender to see, just to make sure, random check on any technical... uh, No, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. First of all, there's no point in talking to the DA or to the the public defender or anybody because have you gotten... When did this happen? 
just happened in February. Have you gotten a letter yet saying they want you and him or they want him to come to juvenile court? No, not yet. They okay. just handed a pink slip at the time. Does it have a date on the pink slip? Does a ticket say when you have to show up? Not that I know of. Call no. up. So what you can do is call up uh, the juvenile court and give him your son's name and find out what's going on. But um, he's 17. It'll be handled in juvenile court. He will be entitled to a public defender when he shows up. And there's no point in talking to one now because the public defender will say, well, gee, Mike, you know what to say to your son? I don't have your file. I have nothing in front of me. I can't tell you anything. I don't know what the cop is saying either. So when you get a court date and they tell you to come to court, when you're in court, you say, look, we want to talk to a, pl- a public defender. That's what will happen. Don't plead guilty to anything till you talk to a public defender, okay? All right, and then, uh, not that this necessarily matters, but he turned 18 since then. No, it will still be done. It'll still go on in juvenile court. He was a minor when it happened. So at that point, that's when you talk to the public defender. Exactly, when you go to court. There's no point in talking to him now. Len, let me ask you something. If uh, the public defender says that there's possibility that they screwed up on their end, and there might be a way Wait, Mike, 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 Mike. Mike. Yes. They caught him for a tra- traffic infraction. Okay, let me tell you what I- happened. I wasn't even there. So probably he rolled to a red light or a stop sign or he didn't have a taillight. That's a valid stop. And then I'm guessing the cop looks there. He just came from 7-Eleven and your son, you know, he's 17. He's not Einstein. He had a six-pack of beer on the floor next to him, right? The cop sees No, he had a 30-pack. Oh, he had a 30-pack. He had a 30-pack of beer and the cop smells alcohol on his breath. The cop doesn't need a confession. He didn't need Miranda rights. The cop did not screw up. Your son screwed up. Let's get it right. He was a dope. He had 30 cans of beer with him. He's 17 years old. He'd been drinking and driving. His ass is grass. And for you to think you can protect him doesn't do him any favors. Maybe you should take a look at the fact that the kid's already got a drinking problem. That's what I would look at. So uh, don't that give me this. Don't give me those dumb hopes. You know. B- by the way, I bet you your son is he still driving on a suspended license because he's got to get somewhere, right? No, okay. not at all. He can walk to work and walks to the high school. So if I were you, I'd get him a bus pass. That's what's going to happen to him for a year. They don't worry about them screwing up. Don't worry about talking to the public defender early. There's nothing you can do. Wait till it happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's Thank you, Mike. Good luck to you. Let's say hello now to Angel. You want to talk to me? I'd love to talk to you. 866-536-1000. Angel in San Mateo. Len Tillam, Angel. How come you're calling a lawyer? Oh, Mr. Tillman, thank you so much for calling. I'm taking my call. Um, I'm calling because I got a DUI over the weekend. What was your uh, breath alcohol or your blood alcohol? 0.10. Okay, please go on. Um... So I I got uh, arrested, and now I just don't know what to do. Um, I have a terminally ill father, and I am responsible for taking him to doctor's appointments. You mean chemotherapy and things like that? Um, it's a heart condition, okay. uh, but it's terminal. It's not quite cancer. Right, but you have to take him to doctors. Yes, sir. And you're worried if your license gets suspended, you won't be able to drive him back and forth to the doctor's office, right? That, that is correct, sir. Well, you know, with a .10, um, there was no accident and no one was hurt? No. Well, maybe a good lawyer could plead this down to what's called a wet reckless. 
I, I don't know, because point oh eight, um, the presumption switch, switches and, and that you're drunk and you're point one oh. So I, you know, the DAs are pretty tough now. If they plead it down to a wet reckless, it's a misdemeanor, but that doesn't include a license suspension. Um, maybe the DA will. Can you afford a lawyer or are you going to need a public defender for this? Public defenders do a good job, too. Um, I cannot afford a an attorney, but I'll, I would do my best. Well, I, I'm not sure that you need a private lawyer right now to charge you $5,000 for this. Because really what will happen is the DA will say, look, she takes her father, he's dying, maybe get a letter from the doctors, you know, from your doctor. She takes her father, she drives him, he needs this treatment. How about giving her a wet reckless? And, and a public defender can do that as well as a private lawyer. So oh, you show up in court on the day, don't plead guilty, tell them you want a public defender, and it'll take some time. You know, it'll probably be a month or so before you have to um, be in court. When did you get this ticket? This weekend? Over the weekend, my court date's the 28th. Yeah. All right. So, uh, unless they, that's what it says on the ticket, right? Correct. And the yeah. last, time, last day I can drive is the 9th of April. Okay. Here's what you have to do. You immediately have to fill out the forms on the back. Of the driver's license. You got me? Because let me explain. You needed an administrative driver's license per se or per se administrative driver's license. The cop takes your license away. So 30 days from now, it's gone. However, if you appeal that, there's something to fill out on the back of the ticket. You can do it with the DMV. They will continue your license. Your license can carry on until the court date. And if you get a wet reckless then they won't suspend your license. But if you give up your license, you know, 30 days for when you got arrested, even if you get a wet reckless, your license is gone for six months. So you have to fill out the forms, and it's called an administrative driver's license per se or per se driver's license. It's a license that lets you continue to drive. You should have that on the... The cop took your license away, right? Yes, he did, and gave me a pink piece of paper. Right, and there are forms on the back, or you call the DMV, so you can delay having your license suspended until this case is over. Got it? Yes, I do. That's the most important thing you've got to do. Most people don't know that. You've got to take care of that, and that will stop the DMV from automatically suspending your license. Now, when I request that, do I go to DMV to request that? Yes, I believe. David, the administrative driver's license is from the DMV, not the courts, correct? Okay, yes. Yes, I'm pretty sure. And do I need an SR-22 at the time of request? I I beg your pardon? Do I need an SR-22 at the time of request? What is the SR-22? Is that proof of financial... Uh, yes, it is. Do you have? Do you own a car? Do I own a car? Yes, I do. You have insurance on it? Yes, I do. Okay, I don't know if they'll want that form or not, but you got to call the DMV at the number that's printed on the back of your drunk driving citation. Okay, okay. You, you follow me? You'll see the number there. You call them, and you want a temporary license. Okay. okay. I, I don't know whether you need proof of financial responsibility, the SR twenty two or not. Ask them; they will know that. Okay. Yes, and um, and so my what I'm going to be uh, telling them. Is you don't have to tell them anything. You just want to tell them I want to continue my license. I don't want to suspend it till the case is over. Okay. You don't need any excuses. Let me ask you a question, Angel. Please. Okay, yes. some nosy questions. How big are you? Tall? How much do you weigh? I'm four eleven, and I weigh one fifteen. You're a tiny thing, right? I did. Yes, I am. How much did you have to drink? What time did you get busted for drunk driving? About two o four in the afternoon. In the morning. Two. Oh, so you've been drinking all night. Well, no, I had 
two drinks starting at 8.30 at night. That was it? Yep. Two I drinks see. at 8.30 at, at night, and you were well, busting. One was at 8, one was at 8.30. The next one must have been at maybe 10, 10.30. We can say, we can say 11 at the Were latest, they like stiff I drinks, like a full glass of vodka or one shot? <laughs> it was a cocktail. A cocktail. All right, so two stiff drinks, and then you say you're 411, 115, and two, three hours later, you still have a blood alcohol of 0.10. Everybody keep that in mind and take a taxi. Good luck to you, Angel. Thank you, Mr. Tillman. Good luck. Go get your license. Len Tillum, News Talk 910, 866-536-1000. Call me, the lawyer. You got problems? Here I am. Rhonda in Pinole. Len Tillum, Rhonda, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well... First of all, thank you for taking my call. And uh, the reason I'm calling is because in uh, 1992, a friend, a former friend, had loaned me $3,000. He wrote up a contract and he left it open-ended to read that, you know, I would pay him off when either, one, I sold my house, I started receiving a pension, or upon my death. Well, in 1996, I refinanced my house and I paid him back $3,250 $3,250 by check. And how much um, did he lend you? 3000 3000 So you paid him off in 1996 with interest, right? Well, I just threw 250 in there figuring it would be interest. And do you have, and, a, do you have that check? You have that check to him? No, I wrote a check to him, and I kept my canceled checks and my bank records for about 12 years and finally purged them because the banks had told me that they only go back seven years. So now it's 17 years later, and he said he came across this contract uh, when he was going through some of his retirement papers, and he didn't even remember that he'd loaned me the money. He has no recollection of anything. So now he wants a copy of the canceled check for proof that I paid him, and I don't have anything anymore. The only thing I have is a list that I made of everything that I used my refi money for. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. The note that you signed with him, uh, I'm yes. thinking about the statute of limitations. What did it say? When was the note due? That's what I'm curious. It says you have to pay him off by when? What was the latest date? Upon my death. No, well, uh, yeah, okay, you're not dead yet. What, what about, no, no you, you, what about, uh, what else does it say? Okay, let me look at that. It says... It is due when? What does it say? It, it says, I, da-da-da-da, borrow from da-da-da-da, yeah, the amount of, of $3,000 for the purpose of home improvement. Yeah. I agree, I agree to repay this loan upon the sale of the residence at, and it gives the address, or when I start receiving monies from my uh, pension fund. When, when did you debt. start getting money from your pension a uh, year ago, um, December. Okay, so this is a written contract, so there's a four-year statute of limitations for the breach of the written contract. You retired a year to, year ago, so he has another three years to sue you. The loan, he, 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 in other words, the loan is enforceable. You can't go into court and say it's, well, but you paid him back. Yeah. So what what will happen is you will have to go into court and say, if he sues you, well, for, first of all, is he really going to sue you? Well, he says he's going to take me to small claims court. That's suing you. If he takes you to yeah. small claims court, you will have to stand up and say, Your Honor, do you have a check register 
or did you throw that out too? I'm not the cancel check. I know you threw out the cancel check. Do you have a I check register? I all those records, and I actually went to the bank that no longer exists now, but I went to the bank, and he told me that even that they only go back seven years, and they don't have any other records. They couldn't pull up anything for me. Yeah, okay, look, you're going to say to him, I remember paying you. I don't have the check. I paid you back, and, and I gave you thirty-two fifty. And you know, I've said that, and he keeps hounding me and well, hounding then, Okay, me. wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, he, how old is this guy? He's uh, about 71. He's got a little bit of dementia? Is he a little bit out of it? It sounds kind of weird that he forgot and all this stuff. Or not really. I don't think so, and I don't think he's hurting for money. He travels and takes... All right, so here's the thing. You're, you're going to say, look, please stop calling me. I paid you back. I don't have the check. If you want to sue me, it's a free country. You're free to do it. And if he sues you in small claims court, call me and I'll help you. But what you essentially will tell the judge is your honor. I paid him back. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't asked for it. And I threw out the check 10 years later. I paid him back. And he doesn't remember. He'll say, I don't remember. You know, he even forgot all about the loan. I remember him paying him back. So your testimony will be evidence. I'm not sure who the judge will believe, but the fact that's the best you can do, but don't give him any money now, Rhonda. No. Okay, no, and tell him to stop pestering you in a polite way, because how often does he call you? Well, yes, I haven't never, I haven't spoken to him. He sent me two letters. When was the last time you got? Me, yeah, I'm sorry. Go when ahead. Was what? When was the last time you got a letter? Well, the last time I heard from him. Yeah. Uh, the last time I heard from him was. About, let's see, I've got copies of everything because he asked me to yeah. start emailing him. When was it? Because he was going to be traveling. So it was February 26th. This year. Okay, so yeah. what you have to do is politely say to him, I'm sorry I paid you back. I'm not going to pay you. I can't afford to pay you a second time. And hopefully you'll do it in a polite way that he'll forget about it or time will go by and he won't sue you. Um, it's a big pain in the neck to sue somebody in small claims court. You got to fill out the papers. You got to show up. You got to do it. He may not well, I know do he's it. Already, he's already griped that he spent hours getting everything ready, and he spent fifty dollars to file. Well, you haven't received a letter yet. You haven't gotten anything. There's nothing you can do. To, if you get served, you call me and I'll help you. But I would stop worrying about it now. It's not the end of the world. The worst thing that'll happen is you'll have to pay thirty three grand back again. That's all. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I hope you don't have to, but that's, you know, this is not a black spot, spot on your lung on an x-ray or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Okay, so okay. Well, thank you if so he much. sues you, you call me. If, if somebody's got to bring you papers, but just be polite to him. But let him know you're not going to pay him, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Good luck to you. So he got that. If, if you pay off a debt and somebody, you know, you pay off a debt, keep that check, even if years go by, because... Um, Sometimes they come out of the woodwork, don't they? Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems? I've got legal answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Neva in Sonoma. Len Tillum, Neva, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Um, I, I've been served notice to get out of where I'm living, and I want to know if I can get an extension. Mm-hmm. I can't find a place to live. My housemate has been away for three weeks, and she just got home. Are you paying the rent? Are you up on the rent? Oh, absolutely. So let me ask some questions to get clear on this. Who rented the place? You and your roommate, or just you? Who rent, who's, who's on the lease? 
I was added to the lease, but the original leaseholder was my housemate. And how long has she been there? Over a year, a year and seven months. And right now, it's on a month-to-month. The lease expired, and the lease is up. It's just on a month-to-month. Is that right? That's right. Okay. And did the landlord give you 60 days notice to move out? Because if the landlord wants you out, he's got to give you a 60-day notice. You've been there over a year. Yes. When did the landlord give you 60 days notice to terminate the tenancy? February 19th. And the house is in Sonoma. Is that right? Yes. Well... So far, it sounds like the landlord is doing things right. You know, your, your housemate has lived there more than a year. So when you're there more than a year, the landlord's got to give you 60 days notice. If you don't move out by then and your landlord isn't willing to work with you, your landlord will have to file a lawsuit against you. You will lose. It'll take another month or a month and a half, but the, you, you will lose. There's no rent control in Sonoma. Um, and if you get sued, the judgment will show up on your credit report and you, you might have a tough time renting from other landlords who do credit checks. So have you spoken to the landlord or called up and said, can we stay a little longer? We're having a tough time. I would talk to the landlord. That's what I would do. Uh, it's through a property manager, and we n- never get to talk to the landlord. They talk to them for us. Okay. And have they given you a reason why they want you to move? They feel the house would be... Um would would sell better if it was sitting empty. Okay, so they want to sell it. You've got to move. Uh, All right. What's the problem? The problem is you've got a good deal on the rent or something like that? The problem is I can't find a place to move to that I can afford in Sonoma. How I'm much rent? Nine fifty. Nine fifty, And your roommate's paying nine fifty. Uh She's paying more than I am, but she's got the larger unit. So what are you getting, a two-bedroom house? Mm-hmm. For about $2,000, huh? Yeah. And aren't there other, is your roommate willing to move out with you and find a place with you? No, she wants to leave Sonoma. Oh, well, you know, I'd go to Craigslist if I were you and put things roommate wanted. I I know Sonoma, I live in Sonoma, it's a wonderful place to live, but um, what about going up to Boys Hot Springs or towards Glen Ellen or towards Napa? There must be something. I've been searching every day, and I've been looking at Craigslist hourly. (laughs) I would put an ad up. Good luck to you, but try and find a place to move, because if you fight and the landlord puts it on the computers, you know, those landlord computers, you're never going to find a place. It'll be hard then. All right. There's nothing you can do. You're welcome. Good luck to you, Neva. Let's say hello now to Amanda. Amanda, you there? Yes, hi, Lynn. Hi, Amanda. Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer? Yes, Lynn, I was telling David that uh, we, my son, who's 19, got into a major um, accident, and uh, somebody hit him 100% fault of the other guy. How badly and, was he hurt? Uh, he was he was in the hospital for two months. We thought he's going to lose a limb. So anyway, he um, we were, my husband and I were devastated. This is like something, this was a life-changing thing for us. Nobody was thinking about the vehicle. Uh, later uh, in January, I picked up the uh, police report, and it said that um, it, uh, the vehicle had major damage and all that. And my son was still in the hospital, and we did not know the rules of the towing company. Um, we were naive enough not to pay attention to that. But anyway, I called them yesterday, and they said that it has been 
longer than 60 days, and therefore the vehicle does not belong to us anymore, and the lien has been turned over to them. And the car, and the husband, car wait a minute, the car was wrecked. It was just a piece of junk right after the accident? Well, that's what we thought. And when my husband went to the towing company this morning, they said that if you give us like $3,300, um, you know, within a week or so, we will uh, give you, and it's not 100% damage. There is still value to it. Yeah, you know what so happened? I don't know what Yeah, they charged you $50 a day, didn't they? You know, for $50 a day, $3,300 for two months is about $50 yeah. a day for a parking spot. I'm telling you, those, those tow yards are ripoffs. What yeah. people should do, I know you didn't, but what you should have done was got the car towed to an auto body shop. You know, mm-hmm. did your son have collision? What kind of car was it? Uh, it, was, uh, it was a Corolla. What year? It was um, uh, uh, which year was that? Like two thousand and six. Oh, so you didn't have collision on it, did you? Mm, no. No. Okay. But you know what the thing is, Lynn, that it's hundred percent the other person's fault. It's I, not- I understand that, and what'll happen is the um, tow yard will impound the car, sell it in an auction. They'll pay themselves off what's owed on the thirty three hundred. And they'll send you a bill for the rest, you know, and it's not going to be sold for 3300 And they'll, you'll be on the hook for the bill, and they'll send it to a collection agency. Does your son have a lawyer? We have, yes. But the, I, I, the lawyer, the thing is, because uh, Lind, um, he, he's, he's, he has major injuries, physical injuries. Um, the lawyer was like, we're going to wait until we have... Um, yes, I know, but the lawyer, the lawyer should have told you to get the car out of impound. I guess he forgot. Let me ask you a question. The people who hit your son, what kind of car were they driving? Do you know? They were driving a Lexus. A new one or an old one? It was, uh, I think, 2005, 2004. Hopefully they have lots of insurance because this is a major accident. And, and you know, yes, if he they was... they do. We have all of the insurance um, information. Actually, the agent even called us, but uh, we told them that right now our son's well-being is the number one uh, priority. Yes, it, it really is. By the way, your son, if he almost lost a limb and he was hospitalized for two months... I would guess he's got close to a million dollars in medical bills by now. Yep. And listen to me. If you you could settle this case, let's say the other people have $500,000 maximum insurance. You mm. could get the 500000 You shouldn't be paying a lawyer one-third to write a letter. In, in other words, you don't need a lawyer unless the other side has major coverage. Jim Gagan would mm. tell you that. You know, he handles major cases, but... If they have $500,000 in coverage and your son has a million dollars in medical bills, why should you give a lawyer one-third of the $500,000 to write a letter to collect it when your son will need it and to pay medical bills? So you Mm. should talk to the lawyer and say to the lawyer, I'm telling all of you what to do. If you have a major injury like this where the case has enormous potential for recovery, you say to the lawyer, I'm not giving you a third if all you're going to do is write a letter to collect $500,000, which I could collect myself. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and mm-hmm. he'll say, oh, this, that, and the other. But the major thing is he should know by now how much they have in insurance. And he should have mm-hmm. gotten that. It's been, the accident was on New Year's Eve. He would know that. 
And if they have five or six hundred thousand, he's got you know a million dollars in 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 medical bills. The medical bills are going to want their money first, and the lawyer shouldn't be taking a third for writing one letter. It's outrageous. But, uh, Lynn, what do you think? Uh, what is a reasonable amount our lawyer will charge? Because my I, I, I'm telling you, you have already signed a contract with this personal injury lawyer saying he gets a third of whatever he collects. I have not signed it yet, but um, I, I don't know. Here, let me explain it to you. Yeah, let me tell you how Jim Gagan works. He's a really good lawyer. Yeah. He does major cases. He would say to the client, look, you have a major case. If all I'm going to do is write a letter and get you $500,000, I'm not going to charge you a third of this. So mm. you haven't signed anything. You want to talk to some lawyers and see. It's no big deal to collect. In our, you need to know how much the other party has in insurance coverage. And if they have five... Outland. The lawyer finds that out. The lawyer finds that out by discovery, by calling the adjuster. You, you okay. know, there are a whole bunch of things. So, um, okay. okay. All right. You got that, Amanda? Hold on I one did. sec. Hold on. I'll give you some more information. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Hold on one second. We've got lots more coming for you. Stick around. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Hold your calls. We don't have time for others, but we have time for Johnny in Burlingame. Johnny. Hello, Johnny, you there? Johnny, yeah. Okay, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer? Um, hi, uh, thanks for you know, letting me call. Um, but I, I'm in a pilgrim here. I, uh, so I went to a store and bought some things like toilet paper and bleach and whatnot. And this, somebody got uh, teepeed. You mean somebody's house got covered with toilet paper? Yeah, and also bleach and other things like that. How old are you? I am 15 and a half. Now, I heard of TPing, you know, putting toilet paper around a house. What do you use the bleach for? What Uh, would, not you, of course, what would someone use the bleach for? Apparently, if you put it on a lawn, it kind of kills the grass. Yeah, so would you... Like write a dirty word, like the f word with the to- with the with the bleach in the grass or something like no, that. No, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. So they just uh, so they TP'd the house and they put bleach on the grass and killed the grass, right? Yeah. Okay, and, and yeah. And um, so I am being this the, the girl that it happened to. She wants to press charges. Do you know this and, girl? Uh, yeah, I do. She goes to the same school I do. Okay, so wait, wait a second. Did the girl? Does the girl claim she saw you TP her house and put bleach on the lawn? So there is video evidence of me and my friend buying the stuff at the store near her house. You mean to say the Burlingame police have such a low crime rate that the cops had enough time to go to the local stores to hunt down people who bought toilet paper on the store video? Is that what happened? Gee, must be a nice place to live, Burlingame. The cops have time for that. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, did you? Did the cops come and talk to you? How'd they get your name? They saw you on the video. Um. So the girl reported two names because she recognized two faces, and she gave that to police. And the police have not yet talked to us. I'm trying to kind of resolve the situation before my parents find out. Well, what do you mean resolve it? You mean? I mean. I, w- I want to not get a felony or a misdemeanor. Yeah, you're not going to. All right, let's go through it. It's a misdemeanor. It's a vandalism thing. 
And you're right. not going to yeah. go to jail if you're found guilty. Uh, do you have a prior criminal record? I do not, no. Okay, and you're not truant? You go to school, right? I, yeah, I go to school pretty, every day. And you get pretty good grades? Yeah. And you don't get in fights at school, right? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't do anything bad. Okay, so what happens is the cops will come to talk to you. And they're also going to talk to your friend. He's also 15 and a half years old. Yeah. 15, I, I guarantee you, even if you don't, if you did it, don't tell me on the radio whether you did or not. But if one of you did, if you both did it, one of you are going to spill your guts. Because these are cops are adults and they know how to question people. They're like black belt experts. So, you know what I mean? You, the best thing for you and your friend to do is say, we don't want to talk to you. You do not want to lie to a police officer. It's against the law to lie to a cop. Say, no, I didn't do it, or I wasn't near the store. Right. You're much better off just saying, I don't want to talk to you about it. You got it? And then if they arrest you or they tell you to appear in court, you'll go to court and ask for a public defender. You got that? Yeah. That's the story. Now, the cops may say to you, it's very tempting, look, this is not a big deal. Clean up the lawn and we won't report it. You know, who knows what's going to be. But um, your friend and you are uh, kind of nervous about this, right? Yeah, definitely we are. There's no way your parents are not going to find out because the cops will come and ring your bell at 630 at night or in the morning when they're home. You got that? So, yeah. they, you know, I don't say on the air whether you did it or not, but um, you're not going to jail. You'll have to pay some restitution. And when you turn 18, the record will be sealed. It's not going to count against you at all. No one got hurt. There wasn't any major vandalism to the house other than the lawn and the TPing. No, it's no, it wasn't. All right. So, uh... Would I, would I have to uh, pay for uh, the damage done? That would be what's called restitution after the case is over. You got it? So don't lie right. to the cops, but you can say, I don't want to talk to you. And you can tell your friend, if, don't lie to them, but just say, we don't want to talk to you, we want a lawyer. And then you'll get a public defender. All right? All right. Got it? Yeah. And if you, you did much. it, don't do it again. Let me ask you a question. What do you think the person was thinking who did this? Not you. What were they thinking? Um, it would be funny. It would be. Well, you think they might have been stoned on grass at the time when they did it? I mean, they probably just wanted some reaction out of the girl. Yeah, I guess. There were better yeah. ways to get reactions from the opposite sex than TPing their house. But you'll learn that. You're still young. Stick around. We got more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910.